to the sitcom Sit Down. I'm a John. And so am I. And we are joined by a very, very special guest, Mr. Andy Hampel. Hello. Darling. Nice to see you both. Yeah, likewise. We yeah. were reminiscing. I know, it's been a long time. We were reminiscing. So I've met both of you around the same time, actually, which will have been 16 years ago. Coming up <gasps> wow. from 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. We don't look old enough. Uh-huh. We do. <laughs> yeah, all right, we do. So, Andy, you have chosen the good life. Why? 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 I, well, do you know what? Because the, when I when I saw, oh, they want you to come and talk about sitcom, I thought, well, obviously I'll talk about the good life. I love it. And then I started thinking, do I? Hang on. I started thinking, if I picked my top ten sitcoms, would it be in the top ten? And I thought it probably wouldn't. Or if I had nine, I might put it in. And then I was thinking, uh, trying to think... Why do I like it? Was it part of my childhood? And it wasn't. I was when I was born. I'd, uh, I, it would have been. I'd have been about four when the Christmas special about this. went it's out. It's a bit before your it time. It is before my time. Yeah. And I, honestly, most of, a lot of my favourite co- sitcoms, like Hancock and things like that, predate it. But they, they were often repeated. So my earliest memory is the Christmas special, which we will surely come on to later. And I remember chuckling at uh, at Barbara colouring her rub- Robin's breasts in with a lipstick. To make them <laughs> look less like vultures, and chuckling at that. But other than that, I've got no real memories of it. it. I certainly didn't watch it with the family growing up. By the time it was the eighties, I was um, very much probably in agreement with Vivian on the young ones about <laughs> uh, the placement of the Good Life. I, I certainly was anti eight thirty sitcoms at that point in my life, and by the time it was sixth form, it was Mary Whitehouse and. Blackadder and um, Vic and Bob and so I don't think it really struck me as something I enjoyed until you got things like UK Gold into the 21st century and when I think about it I think all my memories of it have been sort of probably in the last 20 years Ah. Um, and I've watched it many times and I think what I, I love about it is it it's actual, the, the, the very being of it and the way it feels and the way it makes me feel. I had a quote the other day, and it was that the, the older I become, the happier my childhood is. And I think that's what does it. There are certain little things mm. in it. It's the decor. It's the way they talk to each other. It's, it's just the look of the, the place, the sounds, mm. the, the clothes. It just makes me think of a happy childhood. My mum would bake bread, my dad would be in the garden. Just seems right, just seems to fit. And I think that's why I like it. And it's become like, for me now, it's like comfort food, but a Mm. comfort sitcom. I can happily sit down. I know that I don't have to get overexcited about running around and and crazy things happening. It is gentle and Mm. subtle, but it has got some good meanings in some of the stuff that happens. And I think I'm in disagreement with Vivian now. Because wow. I definitely think that Tom is a, an anarchist and a rebel, and he hates um, he hates authority, yeah. and he shows that. So I think I think there's some good good things in it. And do you know what? It becomes it it's still relevant. I know that's a, a really obvious thing to say when you're talking about anything. Oh, it's still relevant these days. But there are things in it that that mm. you know very much so. The environmental, oh, yeah, environmentally, absolutely so, ahead of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, it's almost fifty years ago that it, yeah. that it originally came out. Yeah, so you you must have talked about this before, or something weird has happened here because 
when I put the call out on Facebook, mm-hmm. and you can, see, I said we're looking for other guests, and I could see Andy Hample is typing, and I turned round to Sally and I said, Andy Hample's typing. I bet he says the good life, and you did. Well, so really, would what, what, why would you that, think that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was subconscious. I mean, maybe yeah. we just connected on some kind of like astral level. Maybe at so. That point. But yeah, it's, it's a true story, not an amazing story. I could have been a Mandela effect, couldn't I? One of them Mandela effects. Where you remember something and it, it isn't true, but then this is true. So Are you calling me a liar? No, I'm saying that someone's <laughs> messed about with time and uh, oh. maybe... Oh, right, sorry. This is a bit offensive. Yeah, what happened there is I, t- I made it all about me and actually what Andy was going down the sci-fi bent and I hadn't realised that. that, that so, sometimes. Yeah. So, so, John, you, um, this isn't a new one to you. Last... Last time we no, did all right, all right. Is this an age thing you're going now? <laughs> what do you mean it's not a new one to me? No, I mean, you've watched The Good Life. I've yeah, I was about one. seven when it started. And I do remember it from the 70s. It's a bit like what Andy said. There's an incredible nostalgia to it. You know, looking at it now. Yeah. It really did mm. take me back. And even just things like how old people look. <laughs> You know, I mean, I had to check how old they were. It I did. Surprising yeah, it's his fortieth, isn't it? It was his fortieth. Yeah. yeah. Jerry's trying to pass off as forty-two at one point, mm-hmm. and um, Margot. But he like, was younger, wasn't he? Jerry, no, Jerry was. Oh, was he older, Jerry, right? I think, okay. was forty-eight in real life when he was passing ah, himself right, off okay. forty. Margot was an amazing thirty-six when it started. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, so that was the first thing that struck me. I'm the same it? age now that Richard Bryars was when they first made it. That, hey, that's wow. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So I figured if I go with like a green jumper, green shirt combo. I know you um, can't see him, listener, but <laughs> he certainly <laughs> doesn't look the same age as Richard Bryars no, did no. in 1975. I hope not. No, no, you don't. No. Less charismatic though. Which is fair enough. No, he's more Felicity Kendall, to be fair. <laughs> but um, no, it was, yeah, it's incredible. Aside from the incredible nostalgia, it was also strange looking back at it because we've just done the last one we did was Friday night dinner. Yeah. And I sort of binge watched that to get up to speed. And it was quite a handbrake turn <laughs> going yes. to this much more gentle paced, you know. At first I thought, oh, really? You know, it, it was almost like it felt too gentle. But as it got into its stride, because again, we always go to our actors, don't we? But they are four top, top-notch actors. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the, absolutely the, amazing. The, the, the chemistry, which I'd forgotten, the chemistry between Richard Bryars and Felicity Kendall, the little in-jokes mm. they do, the, the, it just, it's it so... seems like he's having the sound of his life. So natural. Oh, yeah. So natural. You know, I thought it was absolutely outstanding. And I think it's about the fifth episode, um, The Pagan Rite, mm. um, where it really gets into its stride. The, 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 um, Barbara thinks he's deceived, he's, uh, that Tom's deceived her because he, he does a little job for Sarah mm. on the side as a draftsman to make a few quid so he can take her out to a hotel for one night. And she thinks she's been deceived by him and she goes berserk. And it, I just think the acting's wonderful. She, she really turns on him and he, he just explains it's for you. And when she said, oh, you're perfect. And you can hear someone in the audience go, ah, oh. mm. and it and it is. It's brilliantly done. Little, you know, the way it goes from air going mad to that lovely tender moment, mm. amazing. So I think that's where it really yeah. got into its stride again on on uh, episode five. You just mentioned the deceit there about uh, him doing the doing the work. Yeah, 
have we actually said what the premise of the series is in case anyone doesn't oh, know? I do, I do, I do apologise. Yeah, we haven't, well, you we haven't know, quite covered would it. Would you like to explain the premise of the series? Well, basically, it starts with Richard Briers on his 40th birthday, pondering the life begins at 40 thing, realising that he's been in a dead end, well, not a dead end job, but he's in the rat race, as he puts it, and he wants to achieve something in life, but he doesn't know what. By the end of the episode, he's basically decided that he's going to go self-sufficient. And they're living in a, you know, a middle-class suburban area, you know, go to, go to work at the office, nine to five. He decides that they're going to change their garden into a small holding, much to the disgust of his snobbish neighbours and best friends, Margot and Jerry. Uh, and basically, it's a journey then. And it is a, do you know what? That's another nice thing. It is a nice arc across the four series, which takes place over two years. It is an arc of them learning and coming, you know, getting to grips with self-sufficiency, achieving some things, not achieving other things. And also on the other uh, other side, it's about um, Jerry's and Margot's trying to raise the status in their being. So there you go. That was good. That was a good yeah. way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It's a midlife crisis. Mm by their own admission mm. Tom's like all gun her with it and Barbara's a bit reluctant at first well, but yeah. then, and actually um, she fully embraces it and they just they, they pick each other up now I, I haven't seen them all I do remember this originally I've watched yeah. a few few coming back and I was really interested in how they portrayed the success of the girl because it's not a complete failure but nor is it a complete success mm. it's just it's set, they've exchanged one set of tribulations for another yeah but yet they and they are tested, and they all and, and that temptation making some more money is well, it's, it's like a can carrot that comes along mm. several times as I understand it. But it's quite reluctant. But then right through to the last episode, which we must talk about as well, the one for the Queen. Even then, they're worrying about retirement planning and stuff like mm. that. So it was interesting, like who the political intervention on this. It's just like, well, we can't make this popular sitcom about people who kind of. <laughs> just jack their jobs in and everything is no. super happy yeah. because and it's the fabric in which our society is based. This bit's a bit difficult for me to... Uh, I've struggled to find you know re um, research on it and I think John at the age of seven might have struggled as well. But what I do <laughs> know is I've got uh, a picture here of a book which came out uh, a little bit before The Good Life and it's called Self-Sufficiency by John Seymour. And this is supposedly one of the things that set off the trend of people trying to actually do this. I mean, we're at a time when there was power cuts and there was mm, issues yes, and yep. financial struggles, mm. so it doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't seem unlogical that someone would publish a book called Self-Sufficiency. I've got a copy of this book, and it is chapter by chapter how to grow things, keep animals, uh, kill animals, um, make wine, make your own pots. Power a generator with manure. Yeah, <laughs> all in there. Yeah, yeah. Milk a goat. Yes. Um, it, so, and a, and a little drawing of the, uh, the the back garden that's in it is basically the goods back garden. So they've obviously used this, and it, it's almost like, well, I'd, if we could go back, is it almost like a training film? Mm. I don't know, it, it could be. So I think it, it does have more to do with some of those times. And I think that's why it comes back, like we were saying. You know, yeah. people now grow their own stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, every now and again, there'll be a big boost to try and do that. You know, bring it back and... So as you yeah. say, it does feel relevant now. Oh, yeah. It really does feel relevant. Mm. I, I did enjoy watching it. 
it did make me laugh. Uh, not as much as some of the other sitcoms we've mm. talked about on the podcast, but there is just that I can see what you said. It's, it's it, comfort viewing in mm. that there's no real jeopardy. There is actually some jeopardy because they um, just mainly made, made around the mood swings and the, mm. the self doubt that that they have, um, and really it becomes around the relationships. Now, I, the um, the Jerry and Margot thing in, in a sense it's it's great because I think initially you just think oh I'm not going to like this Margot or whatever, and then quite quickly you see there is a real friendship and it's a warmth. And to be honest, they're very forgiving. Oh, um, I mean, so many of the jokes are at Margot's expense yeah, coming yeah. from. I'm going to try and ruin Tom a bit later on. Uh, we can, we can <laughs> oh, talk. We can talk about not that. another rape or own situation. It, it, it? Maybe, uh, but, but but well, Briars himself talks about that. But yeah, we can talk about that later on. Um, but the relationship between Tom and Barbara, there's not many relationships like that in sitcoms. They actually like each other, mm, and they absolutely. do wind each other up. But it's always affectionate. But as you well, touched, this, as you touched that on kind of earlier, it's an insight that you do mm. with a partner. Absolutely, the, the way that when one of them does get a bit fed up with having mm. no money and they're, they're the one picks the other yeah. one up, and that, absolutely. Sorry, Andy, you were saying. No, no, that was it. That was just my little interjection. <laughs> it, it, is, it was very natural. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, you're right, that, and I think the way it's written as well, the way they do have these little playful little side jokes and things, it's very, I just, it's just really well done, I think. Mm. Um, I, as I, I, and I love the, the Margot and Jerry relationship as well because he comes across as the hempecked but he's not he's not frightened to stand up for himself and tell her to show no. well thank you very much Jerry and all this <laughs> um, but no the, I, I love it and, and later on in the series you do find out as you say Margot could be like seen as another monster mm. you know one of these sitcom monsters but she does show vulnerability when she talks about oh, how yeah. she was bullied at school mm. starchy stages and you know, had no sense of humour. But it develops as the series go on. It's a, That's right. well, if it you listen to the early podcast from Sit, from Sit Down, I think we've been through a similar journey. <laughs> Very much so, Johnny. And um, yeah, I think it's the windbreak episode where you know she discovers she does find things funny. When yeah. they drop the windbreak and they're not mm. Akabilk's head off. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, which is a nice, nice. It's really nice way to finish that episode, actually, because it's the one time she really did show a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know when we we drop this kind of like bomb in here, but we we talked about there's been four s- series, seven episodes each Christmas special and the the Queen one. Mm. But you've been working on something, Andy. He's he's an amazing guest, isn't he? With he is amazing. Research, well, do you know what? You see, I like the arc of the series, and it, it was meant to, to stop after the four series and that the final episode is of what what would have been the final episode was really really poignant and nice you've had this gentle sitcom all the way along but it ends with the goods house being vandalized and it's actually quite moving and um, jerry's just been made the boss of the jgm plastics company and he says come on tom that's enough back to work monday and they just start talking about the issues with the pigs having ticks and various issues on the farm and they decide they're gonna stick at it and the end by drinking to the good life. Now what happened then was of course the Queen was meant to come and see that series filmed because it was her Jubilee year but she couldn't. Mm-hmm. So they put on the Christmas special, which thank God they did. Uh, and she couldn't come to that, so then they had the extra episode. So that's how that happened. But really what I thought uh, would be good would be a decade-spanning. Oh wow! Oh, here we go. Sequel series, going from the eighties through to the noughties, was my idea. Sort of like a, 
our friends in the north kind of thing. And I just wondered what would have happened to the characters and how they would have evolved. So obviously Jerry's now this big managing director. Well, as we go into the 80s, it's going to hit yuppie culture, yeah, isn't it? So yeah. he's going to be into the cocaine and fast women. <laughs> um, really, He's Jerry. probably going to embezzle some, you know, some uh, funds at work. He might make friends with Prince Andrew, I don't know. Well, I mean, at know. the time, this you know, not he could at have... all where I was expecting um, to go. <laughs> it's not as gentle, I'll no. be honest. Okay. But it has a nice gentle end after a few little peaks and troughs. He's going to end up going to jail, I think. Margot, I think. <laughs> well, Tom did. Tom, yeah, Tom did. Margot, I think, is going to... Um, I think she's going to start uh, sleeping around a little bit, to tell you the truth. Um, I think that she's probably... Um, uh, Mr. Dooms Patterson might be her first one. Uh, the Dooms husband Patterson. of the uh, lady who runs the Choral Society. And she's going to push her singing career. Ending up in the West End, I think she's going to end up divorcing Jerry for all he has and marrying a, an opera singer or an opera tutor. Um, Tom? Tom's going to keep going. He's going to get more and more interested in, in, the, in the environment and in looking after the planet. But that's going to be where him and Jerry come to loggerheads because oh. we find out that plastics all yeah. of course way. microplastics. So that's going to make, be a little bit of a tension between them. Yeah, I think Barbara's going to go even more into saving the planet. She's going to go to third world countries, build schools, uh, probably end up marrying a Brazilian farmer. Oh God, they split up as well. Sorry, yeah, because Jerry fancies it, doesn't he? But finally, Tom meets Jerry out of prison. <laughs> Together. With their knowledge, they create a compostable, strong plastic alternative. They go on Dragon's Den and they get all five dragons in. Wow. I think that's where it'll go. Oh, I quite like that. I mean, it's 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 certainly a bit more sophisticated it's for a complex modern audience. than, than that's the, it, uh, the original series. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you, for a moment, I thought you were going to go down like an eco-terrorism route. <laughs> That's well, not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I can. Mm. I, I can see the BBC turning that down. More fool them, <laughs> I see. I, I do like it though. When a sitcom. I mean, this had the, the the two specials, but it didn't just it didn't just go on and on and on and on. It had a nice arc and a nice yeah. end. I liked it. Yeah. And by that point, they they were all. We've said they were good actors. Everyone had seen them acting. Now they they all got their own shows yeah, out of this. Yeah. You know they did so well. And because only Briars was known, wasn't he? Absolutely. Before this? Yeah. The way that it was built, it was yeah. Briars. Bri- yeah, yeah. yeah. The good life well, yeah, yeah. with a supporting cast. Yeah. Because yeah. the one of the things I do like one of the relationships we didn't touch on was um, the Margot and Barbara one. Now they were in a play together. When they were sort of like taking off the stage, the and just plumped into this. I Norman think that's Conquest. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the scene where the pigs have gone off to be slaughtered and they're getting drunk on the peapod burgundy and playing cards, <laughs> and they get sadder and sadder as they're playing cards and saying twist. That's just such a lovely scene. It's just it is. absolutely amazing acting. You can't go wrong. As I said, the the, the cast you just can't can't be faulted. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, as Andy touched upon, and I'm glad you mentioned it. That last episode mm. of the fourth series I didn't see that coming 
the Van no, Glass no. house. You just don't see it coming. I haven't no. seen that one. Um, that well, I've got to get this in because yeah. I haven't seen the Christmas special and you two appear to have. So, you um, but seen it. No, I haven't. No. Oh, I've got 23 Jesus. in. <laughs> you did well, John. I did all right. Um, no, it was that that was amazing because they all like congered into Tom and That's Barbara's right. house and then just, mm. just fan. And it was properly oh, Van yeah. Glass, wasn't it? They hadn't just thrown a few cushions about. And again, just superbly acted mm. you couldn't have taken like a stand-up comic who's got a sitcom built round him no, and no. done that scene you know you needed proper people Ray to Barone do it. Have fucked it up. oh he'd have the right <laughs> balls of that yeah um, he is so charismatic and he richard bryars oh he's he likable he's so likable yeah. yeah. i like that about all of them though because it's like when you're a group of mates all right you've got some things in common but sometimes some of your interests are very far apart i could see myself getting on with all four of these Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's just so natural in it, mm. and um, I mean the con a conduit for a lot of the comedies, of course, uh, Margot and Eris' reaction mm. to having mm. pigs in a garden, or you know, the mm. windbreak episode. But but Bryce is, as you say, so charismatic. Yeah, right. The the, um, the, the royal command performance, just the just the way he introduced oh, yeah. the other uh, cast members, I thought was uh, it, it showed he was. Maybe I'll just use the word, but he, he was, was commanding that that kind of presence, even with like George Cole and so on, like that. Mm. He's like, this is a bit by this time, it's a big cast. Yeah, but it was his show. He was proper. Was proper. Was bright. There's some bits with him in that um, I think you could show them to drama students today or people learning stagecraft of how to just do certain things properly. They're just so funny. There's a couple of scenes that I really love. There's one where he's gone to pay the rates and he doesn't like authority figures. You've got the chap behind the council desk who's a bit rude to Tom uh, because he's struggled getting the money together. That's right. And Tom uh, get, just picks up a stamp in, in an ink pad <laughs> and stamps the guy's hand and the guy goes, you've stamped urgent on my hand. And Tom goes, well, get on with it. <laughs> Love little things like that. Yeah. And then there's a whole scene where it's the episode, I think it's the first episode of the second series where they've done the harvest and he's got a surplus and he wants to sell the yeah. surplus. But it's not a very big surplus. And he goes to a local restaurant. And this this scene sort of sometimes stands out to me because it, it doesn't seem to be a good life type scene. It's a bit more slapstick and quirky. And he goes to this uh, restaurant called the Runcible Spoon, goes up to the manager, hello, are you Mr. Runcible or Mr. Spoon? <laughs> and you get little gags like that. And the the guy, I, I don't know the actor, but he's called Wolf Morris, which is a great name. And he's playing Michelangelo Lombardi, who is the owner. And he, he's not a comedy actor, you can tell. He's I've looked at some of the things he's done. He's, he's from cr crime films, gangster films, horror films. And it's just a brilliant foil for Richard Bryars. I know that Richard Bryars is getting the things out of the bag. He goes, carrot? I know what a carrot looks like, Mr. Good. And it's sort of like that all the way along. And yeah. he's, he's, he does his carrot like groucher marks. Rolls it like he yeah. says a cigar. Yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> that was absolutely love like, that you do scene. that with the carrot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that scene. It was scene. really odd writing, but I really mm. liked it. Yeah. The whole <laughs> thing's just got... It's got a feel about... It just watching a brilliantly performed play absolutely rather than a sitcom it's just amazing mm. so there is a play version there is yes yeah, yeah with Rufus, Rufus, Rufus Hound. Hound as Tom Good yeah so I think it's quite, quite new isn't it I think yeah oh, I think it was yeah. due to come out in 2020 and something happened did it um, oh, yeah, I wonder but, what but that it was. is um, yeah it's 
it's it's live and available now. Ooh, right. So I don't know if it follows your storyline. It's a shame. I, I, I think it should. I think it I believe it's an adaptation of a couple of episodes. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So this is still an, an opportunity. Yeah, it's still on the table if anyone's interested. Yeah. So who's still alive? Obviously, Richard Bryars has died. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Sadly, both um, the gents are. Yeah. yeah. But Felicity got... Kendall and Penelope Keefe are still alive. Aren't yeah. They? yeah. 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 Big shout out about Paul Eddington as well. I think he's he's sensationalist, Jerry. Oh. Absolutely fantastic. The little acts of rebellion, like wafting his curry around the living room. Absolutely. While she's at the uh, doing a sound of music oh, yeah. rehearsal. Oh, 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 big hand as well for Miss Mountshaft. What a great name! I know, Dolly like Mountshaft, the, the, cap, the captain darling of the yeah <laughs> of the seventies. <70s. laughs> <laughs> the fact the audience don't laugh, which makes it even funnier. There's another one as well. Yeah, when when um, when Miss Mountshaft's on holiday and Margot's wanting to uh, oh, the coup to, to the coup, yeah. <laughs> um, she, it, it's, it's Mr. Chip Chase, and I see you've brought your trusty pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the little names like that. Um, I've got to shout out to Jerry because bizarrely he. Well, maybe not bizarrely, but he's my favourite character. Because I do own a rotary cultivator. <laughs> um, but, and I'm, I'm, I'm into, uh, I do like a bit of homebrew. Uh, and I like eating from the land. But I'm lazy and I'm in it for the goodies and I like a decadent life. <laughs> I, I got a taxi here. <laughs> I don't mind that. Absolutely. Um, my absolute favourite line from Jerry, he's got, sometimes got a funny way of phrasing things. And one of the things he says, I'm looking forward to a decadent sit down in my armchair. <laughs> and I quite think that's a really good motto for life. I Absolutely. Think. And I'll right. go with that. I like Jerry's attitude. And yet, Margot goes out and his idea of a good night is a, that was another one where he phrased it, a takeaway curry, not a takeaway. It was a That's right, yeah, he did say take so curry, differently. A yeah. good dirty book and a gin and tonic. That's right, yeah. And he put uh, his record on, I can't remember He plays the New Seekers because uh, Margot turns it off. I've told you never to listen to the New Seekers in this house. Yeah, he has to listen on headphones, mm. doesn't he, at one point. Yeah. And don't put Playmate of the Month next to the parish uh, <laughs> magazine. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, is that literally what he means with a good day? Because well, he, he, yeah, play, yeah. he, he was yeah, very happy to read yeah, Playboy, yeah. 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 He's, got a, he's got a lovely life as Jerry, I think. He's borderline alcoholic as well. Well, I, uh, I remember I mean, he, he poured... He poured um, Tom a cup of tea I think it's the first episode and put drop something lethal yeah. in both cups mm -hmm. but yeah it's forever opening a bottle I yeah. just did these functional alcoholics that they have in sitcom world oh, the set, it was very oh, 70s yeah, I mean, yeah, very 70s always had a glass when you got in from work it's like sir yeah. a couple of large brandies then drives home yeah. you know what I mean oh, absolutely nobody cares yeah. better times <laughs> <laughs> um, so I alluded to this earlier on here is a quote from Richard Bryars speaking of Tom Good. Um, I never really liked Tom. I thought he was selfish and obsessed. Paul Bradbury never got any dresses and presents. It was always about him, his ideas, his plans. Hmm. Yeah. And mm. I, I know where it's coming from with it. Um, and obviously, he knows the character better than anybody else. Um, but Barbara did. Barbara did think things through and was the sensible one, and w then would say yes, let's do it. So yeah, I'm pretty so sure that if Barbara didn't like it, she mm. would have said no, Tom. No, I could only really fault him on that one episode, the the, the dress one, where she, he didn't read the room at all when she just wanted to look good. Yeah, like a girl. And he just didn't. Yeah, look like a girl basically because some I think the milkman had called a laddie or so. Or somebody yeah. passing by yeah. called a laddie. <laughs> 
and um, she'd pushed the car down the road so um, Margot didn't get dirty because she's one of the boys mm. sort of, and it was getting to her and she put a nice dress on and then mm. ripped it and um, yeah in the end though he, he did sell his watch mm. and, and got her a new dress and so he did he did get there in the end yeah, he just needed a point in the right direction sometimes, yeah, didn't he? And again, usually at the hand of Jerry. <laughs> Good old Jerry. You'll probably know this fact, Andy, being a big fan, but the original Jerry was going to be Peter Bowles. Yes. Who, of course, starred in the Tamana Bone with, yeah. um, with Penelope Keith. Keith. And I think the wanted Barbara was going to be Hannah Gordon. Yes. But she just played a very similar mm. character in My Wife Next That's Door. That's right, was it? Yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah. So do you got get interesting v- listener, but factual? <laughs> yeah. Does did you get a tingle watching uh, Felicity Kendall? Oh, she's a very attractive. I, yeah, I got a bit Jerryish, because right. <laughs> Jerry found her very attractive, didn't he? Um, I quite like that episode when they get a bit drunk and he just admits it, but it's never mentioned again. Yeah. There's even a bit of a flirtation with um, Tom, Tom and Margaret. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. To tell you what, it's very obvious she's not seen the Christmas special. No, that was one of the reasons the Queen didn't want to be there. Really, uh, live Look, recording. Looking back, uh, when you're know, you trying to think, what do I remember from the 70s and watching this? Was that little bit of you know, um, sexual tension between the four of them? Yeah, you know, but again, I think that was a thing at the time because one of the things I've got wife swapping, doesn't they? Well, Jeremy? one of the things I've got written down here is Flora the Margarine for men because I remember that advert when I was little and I didn't understand it because it was the, it was these women are swapping their husbands. Mm. And I said to me, oh, what does that mean?" And she went, oh, get, one, "Get one with the spuds." <laughs> and they're swapping them from butter to margarine. Ugh. It was a bit cheeky. Oh wow. I thought I just my mind went to Luke. Can uh, it, <laughs> I did wonder if we'd touch upon this subject, and I did think you know we, we live in an era of cancel culture and everything. But mm-hmm. if we've uh, mentioned tingles with Barbara, mm-hmm. there's an episode where um, Margot's doing the dusting in sort of like a trouser suit. A bit of a tingle there as well. <laughs> wow. I, 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 bit of a tingle's never an expression I've used before, but we've. I like we've, it. We've we should keep it. It, it. it yeah, sounds quite seventies. Yeah. It's mm. like someone would say that in the seventies. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, saying stiff is too. But it's just like, uh, yeah, pre stiffy tingle, yeah. which actually sounds like the name of a soap product from the seventies to me. This is where I'm going to try and ruin Tom slightly. Um, he just seems a bit, he, he's like a bit of a sex pest around Margot. The ones I saw. Um, she just kind of just joke along with it, but like that's not forgiveness. That doesn't that make. I, I I always I don't see it as that. I, I, see, I know what you mean. I know exactly it's, what you mean. You were, but I, I think he's kind of winding her up. I just yeah. think he's trying to wind her up. Nobody does bully you. He's got a bit of like he kind of like jokes about how they're going they're going to go and do something together. Yeah, yeah. I always like, think he's just tingles. trying to like poking it with a stick. He's poking it with a semi. Yeah. He's sort of got that sniggery raincoat thing going on. Oh, wow, on. that's another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, there's a bit of that. A bit of that. I don't think it's full cancel culture. It's not like... Yeah. Oh, I think God, safety, no, yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. I mean... No, it's harmless fun, isn't it? Yeah, so. if this was the one that um, said the young ones, which would have been 80s, kind of saying, no, no, th- let's rip in the screen apart. This is just... Mm. This is too unacceptable, yeah. Yeah. Now, when you look back at it, you think actually there was some some dark undertones. There certainly is in your spin-off. Absolutely. <laughs> it, the thing is, at the time in '81, where I think it was '81, '82, when the young ones did that, yeah, you're all in agreement because I was the right age for the young ones. Oh yeah. I? But when looking back, grossly unfair to oh, be honest yeah. with you, really unfair. 
it, it probably did seem all nice and cosy and that. But as you say, look back and you do analyse it. it was, but you think more to it than pick that. a target, you're going to pick the Queen's favourite single. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So why haven't you seen the Christmas special, John? Because I've managed to get through 23 episodes in about three weeks. I'm not going to give you a hard time you on that. You've, you've done I am. Because in my house, I will, I will watch it. In now. fairness, he has had like 48 years. Yeah, in 40, my 40, house, it is signifies the switching on of Christmas in my house. The oh, it will Good be. Now Christmas now on, special, the League of Gentlemen Christmas special, both of them. I feel are so happy. ashamed it's going to be a tradition in our house. In fairness to. John, it is, we are recording this in February. So, right, yeah. well, maybe there'll be a Christmas special. If we've shown. Yeah, if we record this, I've done really months, well as well. Over, I thought I'd done really it well. It is a really good episode. It's, it is I a true gift. You haven't seen it either. Oh, God, you're making me feel bad. The Christmas special was like a bonus gift because the, you know, they, were, they thought we've got to put some on for the Queen. They did this Christmas special, and it, it is a very simple episode. But the the reason it, it's nice is because you've had that arc where you ended on the the downer of the, the vandalized house. Yeah. But by this with this special, you could just accept all the characters for who they are. You know them perfectly well. You know they've accepted each other's ways, mm-hmm. and it's just absolutely perfect. Um, it's not a long Christmas special. It's only, it's still only a half an hour episode. Oh wow, that's um, good. But obviously the goods are making their own you decorations. Couldn't, you couldn't even give half an hour. Oh, fuck off. One of my... <laughs> sir, this is something else that happens every Christmas day. When I pull my cracker, whatever hey. the joke says, I always say the same thing. Now, in this episode, Tom makes his own Christmas crackers. And he makes them out of newspapers and the inside of a toilet roll. And when you pull them, you have to say bang. <laughs> Unless you're Margot, because she says crack, because she sees that as the stem of cracker, not bang. <laughs> I love Margot. Inside there are newspaper party hats, which they all put on. Margot doesn't like hers. It's the Daily Star. <laughs> Thomas swaps it for the Telegraph. <laughs> then Margot reads her joke that Tom's written. And it goes... The ooh-ah bird is so called because it lays square eggs. <laughs> <laughs> to which she then says, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So the whole episode basically becomes about Margot trying to learn to have fun. Yeah. Because um, when, it, when it gets to after dinner, it says, right, what should we do then after dinner? Right, uh, entertainment games. And Margot goes, well... Tony and Stephanie had a Kundra last year. And Barbara goes, really? What did it taste like? <laughs> it's a good episode. Lots of little gags in it like that. And the, it's just fun. The thing is, I must have seen it in the past because I do remember the reference to the UR bird. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so I must have seen it in the dim and distant. Done and there's this. a nice little sort of, uh, a nice little end, end point to that at the end of the Christmas special, which I am going to spoil because you have had 40 years. So, you know. He's <laughs> um, vindictive, isn't he? So they, they give each other the presents mm. and the goods give their presents to the Ledbetters, which are terrible woven green suits from their loom. <laughs> uh, to which Jerry says, I can guarantee that if the right occasion comes along where this is the appropriate clothing, we will love wearing them. Aww. Then they go out to the garage to get Tom and Barbara's present. So they're laughing, saying, oh, what will it be? A, a gold-plated trowel for the allotment? 
And then there's a moo, and into the kitchen they bring a cow. Wow. Which the the, the Ledbetters have bought them a cow, so it's like an acceptance yeah. of their way of oh, life. That is nice. Fantastic. Uh, and it, it's a, just a, another great ending. Yeah. yeah. That is nice, that. Mm. Yeah. So I'm really pleased you, um, w- w- when the, the dots appeared on my Facebook that Andy Hample was typing, you, you picked this, because a little part of me is just thinking, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to gonna like this but I did straight from from the off um, as well it's very it's a different isn't it it's many of the it's a different pace to what we used to and now mm. it's from the days um, when you only had three channels and everybody would have watched it this yeah, the, as well, 20 is, plus million viewers yeah, yeah. at its peak which is um, yeah, ever happened I can't do that now uh, I can't do that now it's, it's but yeah but I don't remember lots of reruns in the 80s 90s when I might have watched no, that. No, I'm the same. I don't, yeah. yeah, I mean, you saw clips of it. The, the, the classic clip was Margot in her um, yellow waterproofs. That's it, p- falling pick, in Picking falling the peas the and falling in the mud was the clip you always saw. And the windbreak and stuff yeah. like that would be shown now and again, yeah. But, um, yeah. But maybe it was stuff like The Young Ones and the alternative co- comedians that sort of did for that kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. But wrongly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought looking back, it was really aside from the nostalgia, it did it did make me laugh. Not constant belly laughs, but no, really, but you look at it with very different eyes, amusing. Don't you? With different there's knowledge. a lot to admire. Really, is a lot to admire. Mm. So my usual quickfire questions then. So, um, so which character is most like you, Andy? Well, Jerry. Yeah, you've already. Said I'm, that, I'm, right? I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't. Brown knows my way to the top of a job or anything like that. But I do like uh, to treat myself. That's why I'm, I like. Earning pennies and yeah, I like taxes. treat myself. I like decadent sit downs in my armchair. I like taxes. <laughs> I like gin and tonics. So uh, you know, I have to agree. I have to go with you on that. Mm. I, Jerry, Jerry, he was, the, he was the most relatable to myself. Yeah, most relatable. Oh well, I, yeah, and I'm Marco for due to my underdeveloped sense of humour. So. <laughs> <laughs> you vote Tory as well, do you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. One, one has his has his limits. <laughs> the, um, I've nice forgotten bit. about that. I forgot she joined the top. Yeah, I'm not that guy. So yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the coward. I always having to go about Jim Callahan and stuff. I mean, these yeah. references about Jim Callahan. I always found that Michael yeah, Foot. very funny in uh, old sitcoms where you know the the people always say, "Oh, I think those comments will become dated," but they don't because you either know that that they're a real reference or you don't, and it's just like exactly white noise. So it doesn't really matter, does it? it but it is interesting there's a when you hear that when they think they've got well when they've got fleas in the house and they say, mm. oh, do we keep Margot and Jerry out? You know, so we could say we've got Michael Foot staying with us for a couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks, which I thought was a really nice joke, but very much of its time, you know. And if we were going to do a crossover where we take uh, the lead betters and the goods somewhere. I mean, obviously they're going to go to, they're going to, yeah, go to Faulty yeah. Towers. Yeah, they're going to Faulty Towers. Or move, <laughs> move next door to goes to Faulty Towers. Move next door to Hyacinth, but that's kind of Mrs. Yeah. Weaver anyway. Yeah, you're so. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, maybe I'd like to see them in the young ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're kind of where. Mm. Nice bit of trivia as well. I think because it, it's supposed to be Saberton, isn't it? But it's actually Q Ferry Road in Northwood, mm. and they used to have to put the garden back yeah, after every yeah, series right, to how it should it. be which I thought was amazing that's commitment on the BBC honest, I, I said that my two Christmas starters are League of Gentlemen and uh, The Good Life I don't think they'd be out of place in The League of Gentlemen as a couple of families you know <laughs> oh, they might wow. be a bit more extreme but yeah. I can see it yeah yeah selling the goat's milk to the local shop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah imagine yeah. Margot's a customer yeah, straight from the teat <laughs> yeah okay well I mean there were no shortage of spin-off I mean the one that you've done is magnificent oh it is oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. If that doesn't get picked up. <laughs> we, yeah. It, but. Dropped. No, no. I just. I think it's got legs, mate. We don't mm. think there's many um, commissioners listening to the podcast, unfortunately. Oh, right. well, you never know. You yeah, never we'll know. tell you this now. now. Now we've got the powder flesh from you. and you, oh, you're done, you're doing. You see that. Also, I'll put this. Andy has created some. Um, well, Andy and artificial intelligence have have combined yes. to create some action figure version of the yeah. good life characters, haven't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great fun. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can figure... Oh, I'll put it on the Facebook. This could be a recurring theme after um, the Friday night dinner ones. Yeah, I think it is. I think they've... Uh, People are going to have to start bringing bar. things in with well, them. Well, that's it. I mean, it's just that I couldn't fit my rotary cultivator in a bag for life <laughs> and justify <laughs> putting it in a taxi, which is why I thought, oh, I'd better do this then. You didn't send it in its own taxi. That would be very <laughs> decadent. So, uh, well, so that has been the, the good life. Um, so, Andy, thank you so much for coming on and... Uh, thank you. And, and bringing this, this, this piece of passion to us, bringing it back to John, even though he hasn't watched the Christmas special, <laughs> and reintroducing it. Um, the shame of it. Checking up on you at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the sitcom Sit Down Does the Good Life. I've been John. So have I. Ah, and I've been Andy. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye.